Hey everybody, this is Joe McCall and I'm with you from my car again for another Real Estate Investing Mastery in Your Car podcast. Hope you're doing well. Yo, Joe! We'll fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe American hero. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe against Cobra and Destro, fighting to save the day. He never gives up, he's always there, fighting for freedom over land and air. G.I. Joe! G.I. Joe is there! G.I. Joe is the code name for America's daring, highly trained special mission force. Its purpose, to defend human freedom against Cobra, a ruthless terrorist organization determined to rule Never gives up, he'll stay till the fight's won. G.I. Joe will dare. G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe. Listen, I was just, I uh, had a coaching call earlier and I wanted to talk with you about it. And I thought it was a really good conversation. Um, it's, it's a new client that I have. And one of the things that a lot of people struggle with in this business is. What if I am in a competitive market? Uh, what should I do? Now, I've always said that you know you should always try to do a deal in your own backyard first before you try to do it virtually in another market. Um, and in this case, I won't tell you which market this client was in. And but he's in a good market, <clears throat> but it is very competitive. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's a uh, it's a Midwest market, and so it's not California. But these still, these still, these same principles, what I think would apply to any market, no matter what you're in. And I've seen this happen over and over again with my clients. Um, I get a lot of people that complain that, you know, I'm in my market, it's tough, or it's competitive. And they think that they're the only competitive market in the country, or it's like the most competitive market in the country, or one of the most, but it's, it's not. I mean, every market is competitive, guys. Some are less than others. Some are more than others, right? Well, when I came out with my automated wholesaling system, the idea was you could do deals from anywhere in the world, anywhere in the United States, and that's what I've done. I've done deals in, at any one time, we're doing deals in three, four, five different markets, okay? And you can do deals virtually like that, but what if you're somebody that wants to do deals in your backyard and you are in a competitive market? What should you do? Right? It's a good question. Well, I think there's a few things that you need to think about, and I'm just going to give you some ideas that uh, were coming across my mind as we were discussing this with my client. And I think these are really, really important principles that you need to pay attention to. Number one, you guys, you need to figure out what your competition is doing and do the opposite. If you're in a competitive market, do what your comp competition is not doing. Right now, what is everybody doing? They're sending postcards. A lot of them are sending handwritten postcards to absentee owners. Or maybe they are doing Google pay-per-click ads. Maybe they're doing Craigslist, right? Well, what is your competition doing? And is there something that you can do that makes it different, makes it stand out, makes it unique? Not saying that if they're doing direct mail, you shouldn't do direct mail, but what list are they sending mail to? Everybody's sending mail to absentee owners. That is still a good list, but 
if you're in a competitive market, maybe it's not the best list. So what else is your competition doing? Well, they're probably not answering the phones. When they do send the direct mail out, the mail is going to a voicemail. And if the seller is lucky, they get a call back in a couple days. That's crazy. That's insane. You, you shouldn't even be wasting your money on marketing if you're letting the call go to voicemail and you're waiting any t anything longer than 24 hours to call them back. All right. What else is your competition doing? Well, they're sending sellers to a website. They're making the sellers jump through a bunch of hoops. They're making the sellers uh, listen to a really long, lengthy 24-hour recorded voicemail or something. Uh, you got to do something different. What else are they doing? They're trying to negotiate and close deals over the phone. Now, that can be done. I've done it many times. I still teach that. But if you're in a competitive market, you got to go meet the sellers in person. And if you can't meet the sellers in person, you need to find somebody else who can. So forget about trying to negotiate deals over the phone. So let me give you a few things of what your competition is not doing that you should be doing if you're in a competitive market. And again, this works in any market, but works especially well in a competitive market. Number one, and by the way, I always, when I'm coming up with these lists, I say number one and then I go, then I forget what number I'm on as I'm going further on down. <laughs> so on these podcasts, just bear with me if, I'm, if I get my numbers wrong, okay? Um, number one, you need to be hyper-focused on a really, really small area. If you're in a competitive market, and I've, I've taught this before many times, you go into places like ListSource, find the most active zip codes, find out where most of the investors are buying properties. And you wanna target those few zip codes. I don't know what a few is, maybe it's three or four or six, certainly no more than 10. But you wanna be a big fish in a small pond. So you gotta focus on the best zip codes. You gotta focus on the hottest zip codes and if you don't know what those zip codes are then just ask ask around to other wholesalers you know go to if you go to Trulia heat maps from Trulia you can see the most sought after zip codes the zip codes that people search for the most and the heat maps there okay you can sort that table they give you on just Google uh, you know um, Jackson County Missouri and then heat map and Google will give you the Trulia link you click on that and then there's a table below the map, and you can sort that table by popularity. And it'll show you the most popular zip codes. Hold on a second. All right, I'm back. And that's kind of strange to ask you to hold on a second when you didn't even know I was gone. I could have just held the button, pushed the button on pause, <laughs> and come right back. All right, so you want to be, be hyper-focused on a very small area where there's really, really high demand. And you want to just be super hyper-focused. You want to focus like a laser beam on that little market. What else is your competition not doing? Um, number two, I think it's number two, skip tracing. No one is doing skip tracing, relatively speaking. Okay, few people are. So you do a bunch of direct mail, and you get a bunch of mail back. Most investors throw that mail away, or they keep it in a pile to maybe do some research on it later so skip trace those ones you get the return mail do what other investors are not doing go do some research and find out who the sellers are and find phone numbers now there's a lot of different services where you can do this I've used 
Um, well, I'll tell you what. I, I, let me just give you one that I've not used yet, but I've heard a lot of people have and recommend it. The service that I use, um, I'm not going to tell you what it is. <laughs> because for various reasons, and you probably know why if you know what I'm, why I'm saying that. But this is one that you should go check out. Findtheseller.com, I think is what it is. Findtheseller.com or findthesellers.com, something like that. Uh, a real estate investor owns that and runs it, and uh, I've heard really good things about it. <laughs> Tongue in cheek. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Those of you doing skip tracing, all right, maybe you don't, but if you don't, that's fine. I'll just move on here. All right, what's the other thing that sellers, I mean, that investors and wholesalers are not doing? They're not picking up the phone. And they're not talking to sellers. So what if you start doing your direct mail and you start answering the phones? My goodness, what a concept. What a novel idea. Start answering the phones. And if you can't answer them live, then maybe get uh, Pat live or somebody. Maybe get a virtual assistant. But start answering the phones and I promise you, you'll do more deals. I mean, how? come on, realtors. Those of you that are realtors out there, why on heaven's, God's green earth, is it so hard to reach a realtor? It's super, like, they don't answer their phones. And you expect, you complain about not making enough money? No wonder the average annual uh, uh, income of a full-time realtor is $12,000 a year. The average full-time income of a realtor is twelve grand a year. No wonder you don't answer the phone. So how many times have you tried calling a realtor or tried calling anybody, any kind of business, and you get their voicemail and you're just like, screw it. I'm not going to leave a message because they're not going to call me back. I want to talk to somebody now. All right. So I love realtors. I am a licensed agent, but just start answering your phones. Um, now we're speaking of mails. Who do you mail to? Well, everybody's mailing to absentees. Why don't you just mail to everybody else? You can mail to uh, high equity. Okay. You could mail to evictions. How about probates? divorces, late taxes, et cetera, et cetera, bankruptcies. So mail to the list that nobody else or hardly anybody else is mailing to. And I really love high equity lists. Okay. You can get those on a lot of different places. I sometimes use find motivated sellers now. Sometimes I use list source, but uh, mail to high equity. Maybe you need to lay back, lay off of the uh, absentee owners. Or if you mail the absentee owners, just mail them so you can find out where the um, bounced addresses are and take those letters and postcards that were sent back to you and skip trace those, okay? All right, so uh, talk to sellers, answer the phone, number three or four or five. How about make offers to every seller that calls? Nobody's doing that, relatively speaking, right? Hardly anybody is, right? So make an offer in the mail, physical mail and email, every single lead that comes in okay the next one is follow up i'm telling you nobody's following up i can't tell you how many clients i've worked with that have thought they were in competitive markets and then they start working the market and they realize no man no one's answering their phones i'm answering the phones and no one's sending offers to every lead that comes in and nobody's following up maybe they're following up once or twice but you've seen the stats right it's like 80% of deals across all sales organizations come after the fifth or sixth or seventh touch. But what percentage of salespeople are actually making that many touches? Less than 10%. It 
It's a whole 80-20 principle, right? So if you want to do deals in a competitive market, you need to make offers and you need to follow up. How do you follow up? Follow up every single month. Send a text message. Send a slide dial. Leave them a voicemail if you don't want to talk to them. Call them. I take all of our old leads once a month and I send them all a postcard. Hey, how you doing? We talked a little while ago about your house at 123 Main Street. Have you sold it yet? If you're still interested in selling it, or if you're interested in selling it, I'm still interested in buying it. Give me a call. Send offers. Send follow-up. Okay? Your competition's not doing that. What else can you do? Well, this list, by the way, is in, is in no particular order. These are just things that I was writing down as we were talking with my, my coaching client. Uh, how about meeting them in person? When they call and tell you they're motivated? Listen, anytime a seller is one of two things, you need to go meet them at their house. Number one, if they have equity, or number two, if they have motivation. All right? If they have equity, always go. All right? Always. Just drop what you're doing. Say, where do you live? I'll be there in five minutes. And get off the phone, get in your car, and go to their house. Okay? So um, meet them in person. You're always going to do... I think I talked about this in my last podcast. You're going to make... You're going to do more deals if you can meet with the seller and in person at the kitchen table, build the rapport, build the trust. Okay? So go on the appointment. Don't try to get the the deal over the phone. Um, If they have equity or motivation... Go see them in person. All right. Um, another thing I had here is I and I talked about this already is hard to get lists. What are the lists out there that are hard to get? Sometimes in some counties, uh, you can't get anything online. You actually have to go to the courthouse and get the stuff. Well, what if you did that? What if you went to the courthouse or you dig in lot online and you can find the evictions, the probates, the divorces, um, what else? Bankruptcies. You know, you can and you can find these lists and start mailing code violations is a good one, right? So start, stop mailing to absentee owners like everyone else and start mailing to the hard to get lists. You know, I, I, I love high equity lists. There was one time we mailed to a list and did really, really well. And, uh, I'm just now thinking about this and I don't know why I haven't, I didn't do it again. I need to, <laughs> uh, but we went into, we pulled out, we pulled all of the records in the County and that's another podcast for another time. But I found a guy on Fiverr, to scrape all of the records, public records online and our county website. And we pulled out all of the properties that did not have a sale date. So the sale date was blank. And we pulled all of those properties that did not have a sale date. Why they don't have a sale date, I don't know. But I do know a lot of times it's because the last sale date was before they started keeping records, before they started keeping track of that stuff. And I do know this too. When you go into List Source or whatever your list provider is, and you say, "Show me all the homes that sold before 1990," these properties will not show up because the sale date is blank. Now, this isn't true for every county, but in some counties it is. And if you can find those properties that do not have a last sale date, those are goldmine deals. Um, now, if you were to pull a list that you know said, "Give me all the homes that don't have any mortgages." Well, that house would probably show up, but I've done this before and the response was pretty good. Nothing spectacular, but the cool thing about it was none of them had received letters from our competitors. All right. And by the way, when I say high equity, I'm talking about owner occupants. Okay. So you mail to absentee owners. They're the most likely group to be motivated to sell because they're landlords, but there's also high equity owner occupants. 
And those are going to be those are going to be real good lists. You got to mail those. All right, just got a couple more things here. Uh, find the buyers first. Find the buyers first. If you're in a competitive market, you know there's other wholesalers there that have deals, lots of deals, right? Well, what if you became known as the guy with $5 million burning a hole in your pocket? You became known as the new hedge fund in town. I've done this before. This works really, really well. You just focus all of your marketing on buyers. We're still doing this. You focus marketing on all your marketing on buyers, start building a really, really good buyers list. And then you start networking, which is another thing your competition's not doing. They're not networking. But back to finding the buyers. You start talking to everybody you know, realtors, property managers, wholesalers, investors, everybody in the business. And you go to all the networking meetings and the real estate investment clubs. And you tell them, hey, I got $5 million burning a hole in my pocket. I'm looking for deals. You become as you become known as a new hedge fund in town. You're the guy with all the money. And you're looking for deals in these four or five zip codes. Remember our target zip codes. You're looking for deals here. Send them to me. I got money. I'll buy them right now. And you'll be shocked even in a competitive market where people are complaining there's no deals out there. You'll start getting other wholesalers and other property managers and other investors start bringing you deals because they know you have the money and you'll start closing on them, okay? Now, the cool thing about that too, if you have good buyers, you can pay more for these properties because in a hot market, you may be able to sell these properties at 80, 85 cents on the dollar. I mean, buy them for 80, 85 cents on the dollar. Right, I know in certain markets, I have friends and clients who are working in them. They will get these things under contract and sell them for close to full retail value because these buyers are coming in, they're tearing the house down, and they're building new ones. They're more concerned about the lot. Right, So it's super important to have buyers. Start focusing on buyers, finding buyers, and then just start sending emails and phone calls Every single week to everybody you know on your list. Hey, I'm looking for deals. I'm, if you have anything, send them to me. Great, great strategy. Um, networking is super important, okay? Uh, I have a good client. <laughs> He's amazing. He's crushing it right now. He gets half of his deals from direct mail and half of them from networking. And all he's doing is he's going to every meetup, every real estate club, and just talking to everybody that he's looking for deals. He even will leave the meeting early while everybody's cars are still out there in the parking lot, and he'll put on he'll put flyers on their window. Uh, he'll go out and network, especially very heavily with property managers. And he'll tell these property managers, hey, if you've got any deals, please call me, let me know. Um, I'd love to buy them, and I'll let you represent me so you can get both sides of the commission. Most property managers, when they have a rental agreement, property management agreement for a rental property, they also have on there that they get any commissions if they sell the house, if this owner wants to sell the house. And so these property managers can start bringing you deals and you'll let them get both sides of the commission, right? When you start networking, though, you always want to make sure you're always um, uh, uh, keeping yourself out in front of them, right? So send them an email every week and mix it up. Send them an email. Hey, how's it going? Just know, wanting to know if you have any deals. Do you got anything? Okay. Email realtors. Email your networking list. And the final key I want to make is consistency, guys. The real competitors, the guys that are actually doing deals and, and in any market you're in there's fewer than you realize there you may look at it and think oh the competition is crazy there's too many wholesalers here but really there's only a few of you that are actually doing everything i'm talking about and those few that are doing this and doing well are doing well because they're consistent 
They're consistently marketing for, marketing for sellers. They're consistently making offers or finding buyers. They're consistently making offers. They're consistently following up. They're consistently networking, right? And they're doing deals consistently. So if you want to stand out from your competition, you've got to be consistent with it. You can't give up. You, if you're in this business thinking, I'm just going to try it for a month or two and see how it goes, then don't. Just stop. Save yourself the pain and hassle. Just get out. <laughs> this is for the long, the, uh, the, 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 the people who are willing to stick it out and not quit, not give up, okay? Does that make sense? I hope you guys got something out of that. If you're in a competitive market, do what your competition is not doing. Answer the phones. Do skip tracing. Meet with sellers in person. Make offers to every seller. Follow up relentlessly, consistently. Meet them in person. Mail to the hard-to-buy lists, the hard-to-find lists. Uh, network and find buyers. Uh, send letters. I mean, everybody's sending postcards, so maybe you send letters. Make your letters different, you know? Maybe everybody's doing handwritten yellow letters. What if you just did typed letters with a picture of you and your family on it? You know, on the upper right in the header or something like that, put a picture of you and your family. You know, hey, looking for uh, looking for deals. If you got anything, let me know. We're a family-owned, locally business, whatever, a locally-owned family business. Just do something that makes you stand out. I had a client who put something uh, in one of those penny saver magazines, you know, the magazines that go out with coupons, and it's a picture of a lady and says, Nicole buys houses, call me, any situation, all that stuff. She said she got a ton of calls from it because she was a lady, and it was a nice, it's a picture of an attractive woman, not like sexy or anything, just, you know, a normal-looking woman. And uh, it, that kind of imagery gives a lot of trust to folks, you know. It's a lady, it's not a guy that's going to take advantage cause, of you because that's what guys do, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Um, so maybe... You can get your wife and send some marketing out in, in your wife's name or your um, friend's business partner's name or whatever, right? Okay, so wow, woo, that was longer than I expected. I've already I'm been parked in my uh, garage for about five minutes now. So uh, if you like that, let me know, man. Leave a review on iTunes if you like this new uh, little podcast that I'm doing, kind of on the cuff from my car, just answering questions. Let me know if you like it. Leave it a review on iTunes. And if you're interested in working with me, on one-on-one coaching, just go to joemccall.com, joemccall.com, and you'll get some information there. I think if you go to joemccall.com slash coaching, get some information there. I'm thinking about maybe even getting a phone number that if you're interested in getting some help in one-on-one coaching, just to like send a text message to a certain number, and then I'll respond to you or something like that. Would that be cool? Would you like that? All right, guys, take care. Hope this stuff helps you, and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.